0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Windsor Youth Daily. It's Monday the 23rd of March. Your first day out of normal routine of school, of seeing friends, of having that structure and rhythm to your week. How does it feel? What words would you use? Someone likened it to the week between Christmas and New Year, when you don't quite know what day of the week it is, when you're totally out of routine. If you're not there yet, you probably will be by Friday. We're in a strange new season, and so we, your leaders, want to continue to connect with you, to journey alongside, and to cheer you on, and to help you not just survive these months, but to thrive and flourish, particularly when it comes to your faith in Jesus. What an incredible, what a, a unique opportunity for you, for, for all of us, to grow and to go deeper in our relationship with Jesus in the coming days and weeks and months. I guess the question is, will, will you grab the opportunity? Will you decide today to start building in those healthy habits that will help you grow? One of those habits I want to suggest to you is carving out 10 minutes every day to tune into this podcast as we open God's word together. I'm kicking us off today as we pick up the theme of God is dot, dot, dot. And we'll be hearing from different leaders each day to help us look up in and out together if you don't have a bible or a pen nearby here's your chance to hit pause go find them and come back we'll see you shortly let's read from psalm 34. i'm reading from the message i bless god every chance i get my lungs expand with his praise i live and breathe god If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news. Together, let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. Give him your warmest smile. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out, and God gave me, got me out of a tight spot. God's angel set up. A circle of protection around us while we pray. Open your mouth and taste, open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. Young lions on the prowl get hungry but God seekers are full of God. Come children listen closely. I'll give you a lesson in God worship. Who out there has a lust for life, can't wait each day to come upon beauty. Guard your tongue from profanity and no more lying through your teeth. Turn your back on sin, do something good, embrace peace, don't let it get away. God keeps an eye on his friends, his ears pick up every moan and groan. God won't put up with rebels, he'll cull them from the pack. Is anyone crying for help? God is listening, ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Disciples so often get into trouble. Still, God is there every time. He's your bodyguard, shielding every bone. Not even a finger gets broken. The wicked commit slow suicide. They waste their lives hitting the good. God pays for each slave's freedom. No one who runs to him loses out There's so much gold in that psalm and feel free to go deeper with it, but I just want to highlight one aspect of God to hold on to in the day ahead. How would you describe the past week? I'm guessing you didn't think of using the word good. These past few weeks have been far from good, as we've watched the impact of the coronavirus. It's ripped through our world, our our country, our schools, our lives. And yet in the midst of the crisis that's unfolding all around us, as infection rates increase, as death tolls mount, we read in Psalm 34, verse 8, Open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. Or in the NIV it says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. What does a psalmist mean by this when he says, good, God is good? Is it a property of God? Is it an opinion about God? Is it a definition of God? Well, in the context of Psalm 34, it's probably all three, a property, an opinion, a definition. And so let me read an extract from a book called Incomparable by Andrew Wilson. We're using it to guide this short series over the next couple of weeks, so let me read From what he says. In one sense to say God is good is to give one of his properties. If I say milk is white I'm describing what milk is like by telling you something that happens to be true about it. It doesn't define it. Milk is white but then so are window frames and teeth and fridges but it tells you that it's white as opposed to brown or pink or blue. And so if you see something coloured, it might be a lot of things, but it sure isn't pure milk. Saying God is good in one sense is like this. David is giving a description of God. So we know that among other things, he is good, which means he does good things and doesn't do bad things or mediocre things or things that don't quite work out. Therefore, if we see something less than good, it might be a lot of things, but it isn't God. Now imagine, instead of saying milk is white, I said milk is a whitish liquid containing proteins and fat and glucose and various minerals and vitamins produced by the mammary glands of all mature female mammals after they give birth. Suddenly my statement has got bigger. This isn't a description anymore, it's a a definition. Anywhere you find this type of substance, you will by definition have milk and vice versa. In the same way, God is good by definition. Anywhere you find goodness, you will by definition have God, and vice versa. You can't have God without goodness, and you can't have goodness without God. This is the teaching of the whole of Scripture. But what if I say milk is nice? I have now moved from saying something objective to something subjective. It's an opinion based on something I've found through experience to be true. In fact, it is something you can test only by trying it out yourself. This is the clearest meaning of the cry, O taste and see that Yahweh, the Lord, is good. The psalmist have got a list of examples of God's goodness to him, like deliverance in verse 4 or provision in verse 10 being heard in verse 15 and so on, and he's urging us as readers to experience his goodness ourselves. Knowing God is good, but never experiencing his goodness is as useless as knowing the definition of milk and never drinking it. However, we need to clarify something here. Some people misunderstand the idea of Yahweh is good and take it to mean that bad things will never happen. Then because the results of the fall, things like death and sin and sickness and abuse and earthquakes, they still happen. They get angry with God. But this is not the psalmist's understanding of God's goodness. In verse 19 he makes a remarkable announcement. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Which is the exact opposite of what many people think today. Even with a good God. He is sovereign over everything and has the power to do whatever he likes. Good people still suffer. Then the punchline comes in the next phrase, though. But Yahweh delivers them out of all. Evil happens, but none of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. It could not be any other way. God is shown to be good from our experience and can be described as, among other things, very good, but he is also good by definition. He has never been faced with that catch twenty-two situation, forced to choose between the lesser of two evils or flummoxed into a decision that is anything less than completely good. Therefore, if God has done something, it is good. End of story. We may not understand it. We may not understand why God has done it, of course. Job didn't either. But we can be confident, based on scripture and based on our experience, that as sure as milk is white, Yahweh is good. Taste and see. And so we find here an invitation to taste and see. We're encouraged to move from being passive to being active and intentional. We're urged to engage, to participate in order that we will not only know with our heads but experience with our hearts the truth that God is good. So here's some questions to help us process this. As we think up, how will verse 8 shape your day today? As we think in, who can you encourage with this truth today? And as we think out, How can you display God's goodness to others around you? Father God, you have made us, you know us completely. You know our anxious fears over the coronavirus and its impact on our lives. Would you help us trust you today? Holy Spirit, we invite you to work in our lives. Remind us of the truth that God is good. Help us to truly know this, to live in the light of it today continue to shape and mould us and in the days ahead as we live for Jesus. Amen. Have a good, God-filled day.